the Spanish announce table. It is episode 375 of the Spanish announce table. We had AW Revolution. We've had WWE happen, right? <clears throat> all kinds of stuff. Uh, a great AW Dynamite. We're going to talk about all of this. We are happy you're here with us. If you're with us yet, we are live simul streaming on the YouTube and Twitter. So please join us there. Use hashtag tweet the table throughout the week. We'll read some right here on the show as we do. But uh, we're here for you. We want to meet. We want to make friends. We need more friends. And listen, I know you're a wrestling fan. I know you don't have enough friends. So mm -hmm. join this community. Join the Table Nation. Use the hashtag tweet the tables. Watch the things. Share the videos. Just tweet at us randomly. You know what I mean? Get on the TikTok and follow us there. All, all the stuff. stuff. All the, all stuff. the things. Tim. All the, all the things. things. It man. was exciting this week. I tell you what, we have debuts. We have uh, new champions. We have big moments. We have all the fun that happened in this wacky world of pro wrestling. And since uh, a lot of the Tweet the Tables uh, kind of deal with what we were wanting to talk about, and let's be honest, the news wasn't the most groundbreaking earth shattering hmm. uh topics to cover so you well, know we we're should hit do a blended show tonight yeah we were yeah we're just gonna kind of wing it a little bit and mostly talk about this revolution pay-per-view which i mean gosh when you're ranking them man aw's hit a couple homers here as of late and this is one of them mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so we're gonna talk mostly about that and sprinkle in some wwe talk along the way but i think one of the biggest things that we would have brought up if we were doing our traditional news format here tom is uh, the Undertaker will not be the only inductee into this year's Hall of Fame, which we'd floated that idea, and I still think mm -hmm. they should have taken us up on it. Uh, but they're not gonna. But because they did announce that Vader is joining this year's class, and God, I mean, perfect name. But also one where I'm like, man, I know you don't typically like to do a headliner posthumously, but man, he's a headlining name, right? Yeah, I, I'll. Hmm. The, the only thing that I think about is how they just didn't take advantage of it while he was alive, right? It feels somewhat hollow. Now, maybe I'm going down a rabbit hole that I have misinformation on, but I feel like I remember there may have been some hard feelings between the two, between Vader and WWE. I know that he appeared once later on in his career, like when he beat up coach, I think in a random, like old school raw, but it didn't feel like they really pushed him as one of the like legends of WWE or even pro wrestling. And so I just thought the entire time, like, man, couldn't have done that when he was alive. Right. There's some guys that I know WWE doesn't have the greatest working relationship with that maybe should be in the hall of fame or in their hall of fame. Uh, and maybe he falls into that category, but I would have loved to hear what he had to say if he was alive to accept this honor. So, but yeah, to your point, yeah, Vader, 1990s wrestling across the board, right? WCW, his wars with Ric Flair and Sting, and then coming to WWE and his matches with Mankind and Undertaker and Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart. I mean, He's a name that goes across all of the companies throughout the 90s, even going out to where he made his name in New Japan. Or excuse me, I think it was, you know, it was, it was in New Japan, uh, you know, being a monster with Bam Bam Bigelow and all of that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, well-deserved, but again, just wish oh. he was alive to accept it. Uh, an institution you forgot to name, along with the New Japans, the WCWs, the WWEs, all that. 
And I'm shocked, Tom, that you forgot to mention this institution. And that is Boy Meets World. Oh, yes. He was what's-his-name's uh, father. Yeah. yeah. Corey what a perfect Antipen- pick of a wrestler, by the way, to be that guy's father. Well, yeah, because yeah, yeah kind of looks like him. Mm-hmm. And then also with vader being a wrestler it's not like a generic wrestler because you know let's just say they picked bret hart bret hart kind of just looks like any other person if he's not in his wrestling gear vader looks like someone who maybe either plays football or is a pro wrestler you put the mask on him and he's good to go looks kind of stabby yeah yeah he fit the part for the boy meets world the thing that i remember about the boy meets world uh episodes that had vader is uh towards the end of one of the episodes Corey and topanga share a kiss inside of the wwf ring and uh it was i think it was a prom that they missed or something like that that was fun yeah vader in boy meets world sean topanga Corey, uh all of those i loved boy meets world love it love it love. topanga was one of my first crushes Technically, it was Kelly Kapowski was first, but Topanga was a close second, kind of overtook her, uh, you know, as more episodes. Might still of, hold uh, one of those titles today t- with you, you know what I mean? I know, I mean, and she's a big fan. Uh, she likes the pro wrestling, likes yeah. uh, Leo oh, Rush yeah. for some Prominent reason. listener of the Spanish announce table, I'm sure, you know what I mean? We haven't asked mm-hmm. her directly, but I mean, come on, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? uh, but yeah, Vader. Uh, Vader was, yeah, a staple of my childhood. We need a hashtag tweet the table. From Danielle Fischel, right? Is that her? Mm-hmm. Something like that? I yeah. interviewed her. Yeah. You know I've interviewed her? Yeah, you did tell me this. I interviewed her in high school when she was a part of a yep. uh, National Lampoon's movie right. on the phone. That was fun. So dial up that whole Rolodex, man. And I might, get, you know. You know what I mean? Get, get, my, get my old uh, flip phone from high school and doing see if I still got the number. Doing yeah. a wrestling show. Yeah. Love hey, to have you on. If, if Sabrina the Teenage Witch is doing uh, podcasts with, with wrestlers, why can't uh, Topanga? You know what I mean? I do. We're getting off topic here. Yes, Vader was well-deserved as far Vader, as Hall of, Vader, Hall of Fame. That's great. So now there's going to be more names. I think we've said that. I, I still think if I'm urging them, I'm capping them at like, you know, you get your headliner, you get a posthumous person, maybe you get a tag team. You, you know what I mean? Like somewhere in there is a lady, right, or two. Or you know what I mean, and then and then you have a celebrity wing, and you might be out, man. You know what I mean, like Here, five. Fill it out, then Tim. Right. Let's fill it out. So Who's, we got I don't even know about who's left. Vader. You know what I mean? Like I, I feel like they already did everybody that I remember from my life. You know, Jazz was a name I've heard that you know what I mean is not in the WWE oh, Hall of Fame, and had I arguably, see. I mean, it's had a long, longer career than most that might mm-hmm. make it there. So, mm-hmm. um, gosh, who would I put in? All right, this is what I'm doing. I'm doing Undertaker mm. as the headliner. Right, you got Vader. Being given. Vader as the, like, co-main event, but obviously because he passed posthumous. Uh, I'm doing Cindy Lauper for my celebrity because if she doesn't you, do... Huh? Yeah, if, if they don't do rock and wrestling, and I don't know, I'm not back-checking, but I feel like I've never seen her. Um, she goes in. That feels like that's such an easy one that maybe she has turned it down. Right, because certainly, or she did it, and I forgot because it was like a part of fifteen other people. Maybe I don't know. Or, Uh, or they there's some sort of issue that we're unaware of that they don't have a good working relationship anymore. Because she did come and do the thing, the Rob Thousand or whatever the hell. What did she do? Yeah, that one. Mm -hmm. Hey, I'm putting in Sable. That's who I'm putting. Sable is a good choice. I'm putting in Sable. Yep. And then what's a tag team? Kick it off. Yeah, the tag team that I'm going to put in. Man, so I would love it if they did it, but I don't think they're going to do it. 
but I'd put in the Steiner brothers. Yeah. You got fucking Braun Breaker. Have Braun Breaker induct him into the Hall yes. of Fame. Say, Scott, look, oh God, Triple H has a heart attack. He's out of here. Like, or whatever, the heart issue, you know, like he's not going to be here tonight. Because apparently the whole thing that from the dirt sheets is that uh, Scott Steiner doesn't like the WWE, but he hates Triple H. So just say like, hey, he won't be here. So you have nothing to worry about, but you do Braun Breaker walks out and ducks his father and his uncle. Then you go to Sable. Then you go to uh, Cindy Lauper. Then you go to Vader. Then you go to Undertaker. That's it right there. Boom. Gotcha. Love it. Great. Yeah. Use hashtag tweet the table and tell us who you would add to this year's WWE Hall of Fame class. We want to hear what you have to say. You can also join us live while we're doing the live streams. You can tweet at us. You can chat. Uh, in the YouTube chat, of course, but we want to hear what you got. And speaking of Tweet the Table, I'm going to bring these up now, as we said, right? This is this is the fun, interactive part of this community that you need to be a part of. You. Talking to you right now, looking at your phone screen, taking shit, whatever you're mm-hmm. doing. Mm-hmm. Avoiding work, most likely. Uh, you know, be our friends. We're avoiding work also. You know, like we want to talk well, to you. Well, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. Tim does such an amazing job of putting together these background images. Look at tonight's background image right here. Am I yeah. pointing at the right one? Yeah, yeah, look at that. You've got the kiss going on, and then I'll put you up there. Yeah. You've got a shocked William Regal looking at you, which yeah. I don't know what he's looking at over your shoulder, but he seems to be amused he's by it. He's looking at something, right. But, I mean, are you getting that anywhere else? Huh? I don't think you are. So just for that alone, you need to be watching the YouTube stream. Uh, and checking that out. And then again, obviously, if you're driving around town doing whatever you need to do, uh, put us on on your favorite podcast platform. Put us and, in your ear uh, holes. Yeah. And with that being said, let's get into it, Tim. What are we talking about tonight? Oh, I got to write down, put us in your ear holes in case that's an episode title. Might have oh. already been. Um, yeah, why not? <laughs> been Double doing it this up. for a while. I've been doing this Double for a while. Up. All right. Hashtag Tweet Table. The first one is also a WWE one, so we can knock this out of the way. And it's somewhat of a big story, if I'm being honest. But it's it's weird because it's WWE. It's it's coming out weird. At Katie First, a lady says, I honestly never thought that Austin was going to have a full-blown match, and this was the best we were going to get. Having said that, what are the chances of having all the other Texas legends show up and beat Kevin just for the hell of it? And yes, that includes Taker. I hate this. I hate all of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Katie, love the idea. They already did it. Remember when New Day and uh, the League of Nations got beat up by Shawn Michaels and Mick Foley and Stone Cold Steve Austin? They kind of already did it. Yes. Throw in JBL and Booker T and Undertaker. Fine. But, like, it's the same song and dance. So, they'll probably do it. Also, like... We, we don't, no one knows what we're doing because sometimes we're saying it's a match. Sometimes we're saying it's a segment. Sometimes we're saying it's a talk show. Sometimes uh, Steve Austin saying he's putting his boots on. So like you're, you can't even book what you're doing. So why do I care? Again, Stone Cold's great. I like what he says. Kevin Owens, if it's a promo segment is going to give the money performance that he always does. So from just a segment perspective, whatever they do, it's going to be fine. But that they can't even decide it going into WrestleMania, which is six weeks away, five weeks away, wherever we're at. Like, how bad are you? How bad are you at just storytelling? Because now you can't even write the stories coherent. It's just an embarrassment. It's Stone Cold Steve Austin. Like, 
it, why are you doing that to him and Kevin Owens? It's just, it's insulting. Yeah. Well, I just, I, I, it's been so long since Steve Austin has been around that I, I didn't consider ever thinking like, man, I really wish I could see him wrestle one more time. He's been gone for like as long as he was around, hasn't he? Well, like, I wouldn't mind a stone cold, one more stone cold match, right? Especially if you say he goes out on top. Cause again, his last match was at WrestleMania 19 where he lost to the rock and he kind of wasn't in the best health. So he was limping into it. If you look at him now, he's in a way better physical condition. He is obviously older too, but I think if you gave him enough time to prepare, he could give you a good nine to 10 minute match where you'd be like, yep, we got all our shit in. We got a stunner. We got a beer bash and we're on to the next thing, right? Like I would love that, but it just feels as if no one knows what's happening. And it's also like, it's, this is just so telling of what the WWE wants to happen. And regardless of what anyone else wants to say, they're just going to push this, whatever it is down your throat. So it's stone cold, Steve Austin. Don't care about the details. Just know that it's Stone Cold Steve Austin at WrestleMania. But then you take a step back and you're like, well, what is it? Because Stone Cold is saying, uh, last time I was in the ring, I, I lost to The Rock and that haunt haunts me and I want my revenge. And Kevin Owens, you're you know, talking shit on uh, the state of Texas, so I'm going to avenge all that shit. You know? But then it's a, a KO segment. And so none of it makes sense. I just don't get it. Well, that's the thing is like, I th I think they keep <clears throat> they keep getting close to the edge of the idea of what you should be doing with Kevin Owens is what you did with Steve Austin being the every man's hero because it seems like every time he gets a, a minute of that kind of time on the mic the crowd is like fuck yeah and he's mm -hmm. feeling it and then we take a left turn really fast it's not a slow like oh well we need to pivot because we're out of faces and we need to fa you know heal or whatever it's always like in the middle of one show, after he cut that face promo, he then, like, kicks a guy in the balls, and now we're supposed to boo him. And so, like, the idea of, like, him going up against Austin is like, we don't want that. We don't want, like, two guys playing the same role. One of them has well, to be the villain. And it's just, and then, like, I really don't want you to have, like, I mean, honestly, maybe it would be better if Austin's like, nah, man, that ain't you, kid. And he comes in as the bad guy trying to stop that, right? But, like, they're going to give us none of that. It's about well, Texas. It's about yeah. Texas. I man, if you're if you're live event tickets are hurting, man, man. I hope this works for you. Because like nobody up here in Kansas, which is pretty fucking close to Texas, gives a shit. Yeah. Fuck Texas. I mean, like honestly, yeah. is what yeah. we, is the sentiment we normally have around here. So mm -hmm. now we're more like, yeah, Kevin Owens. Yeah. Can exactly. twist that knife into Texas. Yeah, it, it makes zero sense of what the story is, but it, again, it's just telling of what they're doing because they don't even know they just know that the end goal is steve austin at wrestlemania but again the talk segment they've even done at wrestlemania remember wrestlemania 21 where carlito has his little talk show segment and rowdy piper comes out or no rowdy piper has his talk show segment carlito comes out stone cold comes out stone cold does the stunners. Didn't the miz like, get we, beat up by all the legends yeah, all before the too yeah 
And so it's like, you guys aren't even coming up with original ideas. That's why you guys are an embarrassment to entertainment. Like you guys are the, the pimple on the asshole that is entertainment. You guys suck so bad at doing this and yet people still pay attention to you. You guys are abysmal. Oh my God. It's pimple the worst. On the asshole. Of entertainment. Of entertainment. That's what they are. I mean, that's pretty. Yeah, nobody likes that. No, you don't even find anybody that's got those like weird fetishes. Nobody's got the pimple on the asshole fetish. But it's noteworthy, right? If you're like, God damn, yeah. someone's got a pimple yeah. on their asshole. But maybe that one <laughs> Like guy. someone would know about it, and that's kind of how <laughs> WWE is. They mm-hmm. kind of know about it. Well, then we'll pivot away from WWE, and we're going to talk about AEW now. Yeah. Sidebar: We're kind of going to talk about AEW now. Please stay tuned. We're going to do, right after this, we're going to do our Revolution Breakdown. We're going to follow uh-huh. that up with some stuff about Dynamite, right? Kind of, uh-huh. And kind yeah. of go over everything that's happened in something that honestly was way better than what Mania is going to be. And, yep. each and, and every in, week. In AEW Revolution. But about oh, yeah. AEW, Devil Vamp has a question. Okay. He says, why do we care about an ROH buy? Honestly, not kidding. Hashtag tweet the table so why should we care about aw buying ring of honor and for me man it's that like we've said this a bunch i want the number three because i want the number one to have even increasing more pressure uh, you know as far as companies because they suck and i don't like the people and the company and the product sucks and so even more i'll completely stop watching it and, and hopefully there's places for people to go and i think that's what tony khan provides in owning something like an ROH, if he does it right. Now, if he just uses it, like you said, as a performance center and doesn't plow a whole lot of money into it, but if he put some some level of the energy that he puts towards AEW into ROH, you know, let's get a little more lighting, let's get a little more consistent storytelling, and mm-hmm. man, I, there's now two major options for people to say, like, fuck this, I don't have to deal with these people, they're not the only place yeah. with money, and then they either have to change or they go away. And so I... I for my reasons, I think that's awesome. And then just that, like, people are going to have a place to work being owned by a guy who has the connections, can get stuff to places on TV and the exposure that they need. Mm-hmm. I like it for the reason of, you know, this rumor that I keep seeing across my Twitter timeline that uh, AEW goes to HBO Max. Well, how much hours of content does ring of honor give you right and then also on top of that now we can tell stories where we don't have to you know wink and nod that adam cole and hangman adam page used to have a history right we can just show you it was in ring of honor and this is what they did so it's adding a little bit more coherent storytelling to things that they consistently just do a little wink and nudge to like, Hey, Hey, you guys remember when Cody and the young bucks were in ring of honor being bad guys, huh? <laughs> no, now we can just do it. You know, the Hardys, right. Are back in, uh, are back together, but now in AEW, they had an amazing match the night before the Hardys debuted in WWE at ring of honor where they took on the young bucks. Now we can show that footage. So then that can be a new feud in AEW. So it doesn't have to be all of these like, you know, pseudo kind of things. And then on top of that, if they go to HBO Max, which again is the big rumor. Well, now I can, now I, as an AEW fan, can inform my ass on what these people were doing 
in Ring of Honor, right? Now maybe I understand why they call him Hangman instead of it just being a cool name. He actually used to hang motherfuckers from the ring. Okay, now I know. You know what I mean? So I like it for all of those reasons. Yeah, yeah. So join in on the conversation with Devil Vamp and use hashtag TweetTable and tell us why you think this ROH buy is something to care about or not. Either or, right? Mm -hmm. We'd like to hear what you have to say about it. And we'll read them right here next week. But the rest of the Tweet the Tables we're going to read throughout the rest of the night because we're just itching to talk about it. It was AEW Revolution. And what a show. Man, the intensity. uh, The crowd was ready for this. The performers delivered. It was Mm -hmm. go, go, go all night from the kickoff show to the end of the show. People were ready and primed. And this was a celebration of wrestling you know, of the wrestling universe. Can I give one quick criticism though, before we go into our love fest? Yeah. And I said this on our Twitter, on our Twitter page at table show. Uh, The matches can be a little bit tighter. Mm -hmm. I I, look, I I'm all for an epic kick out, kick out all the stuff and you know, the big spots and all of that. However, if every match is 20 minutes, then your main event doesn't feel as special as the other matches. So, you know, honestly, what was refreshing to me, and I know we'll get to it in just a moment, but just off the top, what was refreshing to me is that Jade Cargill and Tay Conti went eight minutes or, you know, whatever it was. Like, it was an in and out. We got our stuff in. We got out. We got a winner. We're moving on. Some of those matches could have done that. You know, the the six-man tag were, again, the spot of the night was staying at 62 years old, going through six tables, but like we could have tightened that up too. You know what I mean? So, and I'm looking at you young bucks. Oh, I agree. All your matches seem to go two hours. It feels like, so maybe just tighten that shit up just a little bit, but I loved it. I loved this pay-per-view. It was, it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree with you though, on the tightening up of things. And I know like we all like to shit on the, on the guy Cornette, you know, when he talks mm-hmm. crap on it, but some of the things he's not wrong about is that when he's like, yeah, and then in the match, they do this weird triple whirly jump off the top rope, even though they did a very similar thing to that, you know, four, four moves ago uh, to the other guy. And, like, mm-hmm. he was down for 20 minutes then, but this guy's only down for five. Like, those inconsistencies are there with this style of wrestling. I think it's one of the things that we've always lamented turns us off. It's not just that it's like, hold hold my hand while I jump to the top rope and you wouldn't be standing there like that looking up at me holding your hand while i bounce my ass off the top rope and, and spin back into a pele kick to you like you would just fucking yank your hand and get out of the way yeah hey man that that stuff's not i'm not wrong when i say that you may like not it may not bother you as much as me but like i'm not wrong when i say that and i think that's what leads to a lot of some of this everybody's got to get their shit in but each of your shit takes a fucking setup of a minute and a half for a five second delivery well even even on top of that, the thing that I think would be interesting from a fan perspective is, you know, when the match starts and they start to do their things, I know personally when it was, you know, uh, Brian Danielson and John Moxley. And again, I like that match a lot, but I knew once they started, you know, two to three minutes in, I could, I could leave and go to the kitchen, refill my drink, you know, maybe grab a late night snack use the bathroom and come back. And I know that the match won't be over, right? Like I may miss the big lariat from Moxley, but it'll be on Twitter in two minutes, but I know that I'm not going to miss the big result. Cause this is going to go eight, nine, 10 more minutes. So that's the thing is like, you know, 
for all the warts and pimples, I don't know why I'm stuck on this pimple thing, maybe because it's on my chin, but for all the warts and pimples that the Goldberg-Lesnar feud was, their match at WrestleMania the second time around was a five-minute sprint where you just kept on saying, like, damn, are we almost done? And then it was, and then you're like, well, that's memorable. Like, that's different. And that's all I think from a fan's perspective we could add into AEW to where Eddie Kingston, his last two pay-per-view matches, starts with these big moments, but, like, end it. You know what I mean? (laughs) When he does a spinning back fist to Punk at the last pay-per-view, you know, again, I know it's CM Punk and everything like that, but, like, have him win a match that way where it's just the spinning back fist, it's over, oh, my God, what the hell was I doing leaving the room to get a drink? I should have been watching this program. That's that's what I would say they need to start doing a little bit more of. Yeah. Yeah, I, I will agree with that. Now, let's just go through the card, right? So, AEW Revolution is there. I, again, I think this is one of, uh, in recent memory, one of the best things I've seen as far as the wrestling pay-per-view. I mean, but isn't it awesome? Because it feels like we say that every time. <laughs> yeah. It feels like we say that every time. Now, I mean, this one really, I mean, really, they knocked it out of the park quite a bit, too. And, and I, like, especially when it's so close to Mania, as we've referenced, like, Man, seeing this alternative, I just it's a no brainer for me and I'm kinda I'm shocked that yep. anybody like puts up a fight about it. Yeah, don't get it. It really doesn't make any sense. But the kickoff show. We start with Layla Hirsch and Chris Statlander. And what'd you think here? I think we understood like we've got some two athletes, right, that can go. Uh not a whole lot of build up, a weird build up, so we weren't like, Oh man, I really hope Layla gets well, punched in the is, mouth, right? Right. But this is where I think the switch up of match times would have helped. We didn't need to have Layla Hirsch have Chris Statlander in some kind of modified arm bar. We didn't need to have Statlander, you know, working over a chin lock kind of things like that. Just get to it. Like, we knew that we were moving on after this. I mean, you know, internally speaking. So from my perspective, let's get it in and out. Oh, shit. Make me feel stupid for missing your finish. That's how I think you should treat the fan to where it's like, who thinks, you know, you can't, it, it's not always going 20 minutes. Watch this shit. And you're like, oh, damn, I missed it. So this kind of format would have benefited this match. With that being said, uh, Layla Hirsch with the old crowbar to the to the noggin of Statlander, thought it was fine. Yeah, and I mean, it looks like some of this may continue with uh, what Red Velvet was kind of on her case and mm-hmm, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, uh, no, we'll we'll get to that later. But, yeah, and sure. on Dynamite, Layla Hirsch was in action again. Yeah. So, uh, another one that even, I think it was still quicker than most of the matches, but I still think they could have tightened this one up and made it a little more quicker, and it was Hook versus Cutie Marshall, right? Like, I wouldn't have gave Cutie much of any offense, right? I would have I gone quicker with Hook. And I want to read this real quick. So, I'm reading the results mm-hmm. off of CBSSports.com here, right, because they mm-hmm. list it out, and they give a brief synopsis of every match. Their final sentence for the match reads nothing special other than everything with hook feeling kind of special <laughs> right i mean facts yeah, so right? great That's, so good I, I would say i would say with cutie the offense was okay just because hook beat him right and hook got his, yeah his well, everybody in. should have a puncher's chance in the wrestling ring too right well but again knowing what we know now seeing that cutie marshall on friday night is going to have a match with keith lee it would be completely fucking stupid if he got zero moves in on the 
you know, 180 pound badass, but then he goes against the monster Keith Lee and just goes like, well, well, here you go. I got a drop kick and all this stuff. It's like, well, wait a minute. Just have hook beat Keith Lee then if that's the case. So the offense, knowing what we know now, I think was okay. Uh, but well, hook, hook it, but hook's great, right? Hook's great. And it was a cool moment to have him beat the teacher, which wasn't really his teacher. Cause he's still team Taz and all that. The thing that I, I want more of hook from, or hook to do is you know we fell in love with this guy when he was handing out chips to dante martin in the background with ricky starks and powerhouse hobbs but since he started wrestling taz is you know over the moon for his son to win these matches but i'm not seeing hook anymore with powerhouse hobbs or ricky starks you know they had this beef with keith lee where's hook i need hook to be Hook. back in Team Taz, because yeah. it seems like he's this entity now that's like by himself, which is fine, but that's not what the story is. Yeah, but I still think you could get like, I mean, he's he, it's not even different. Like it's the same demeanor when he's going to the ring and walking the ring. I just we also need to see him out of the ring now. We are only seeing him, as you said, in these matches where that is cool and that is what you know what I mean. I think it all like we were all ready for it, but part of the reason we were ready for it and part of the reason it's taking off is because we were clamoring for it. Everybody mm-hmm. was saying, we want Hook. Like, what, you know what I mean? That's why CM Punk said send Hook, because he's yeah. in tune with what the crowd wants. Right. And, and so, yeah, now it just feels like you're you're presenting him as this, you know, one-man army who's that's going to CM take Punk out the world, which is fine. Because he's yeah, in tune with what the crowd wants. Because you say he's Team right. Taz, and, and, but now so Powerhouse yeah, Hobbs and Ricky Starks like you're, you're are getting into beefs with Keith Lee and, you know, still Dante Martin to a certain extent. And now there's no more hook. And it's like, well, wait a minute. No, we, we want the hood on and we want them with chips, you know, talking, not talking right. people, but around people. Yeah. So that's all. I love yeah. it. Hook. Hook. Right, sorry to anyone listening. I had a little bit of a feedback audio there for a quick seconds, but you got the gist of what Tom was saying that it's fucking Tom. hook. Hook. It's hook. Hook. All right. We're going to move on. Uh, House of Black versus Death Triangle. And we have a hashtag tweet the table about this one. So let's let's bring it in. It's from at Devil Vamp. He says, is it me or has Pac fallen down the card quite a bit? Hashtag tweet the table. And yeah, I mean, Pac has no. fallen down the card a little bit. No, he hasn't. Well, this is where he always was, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah when, when was Pac ever yeah. like yeah. challenging for the championship? I also am not asking for that. I, I guess some people are, but Pac's another one of those where I'm always like, in theory, everybody's like, Pac's great. And I'm like, yeah, he can do some things. But, like, I, I don't think he's, like, when you line everybody up and you're like, here's all the storytellers and here's all the thing, I'm not like, Pac just isn't in the in the top ten for me that they've got in AEW, I think. But the storyline is very interesting, right? This House of Black oh, versus yeah. Death Triangle yeah. thing. That's what I think. So, is, like, he tells great stories. I would keep him on the card and, and use his talents and do all that. But, like, I'm not like, I need Pac taking on – Kenny Omega for the world title or it's or it's a fraud right like I'm yeah. just, and that's the yeah, feel I, I get from people when they're like Pac and I'm like hey, yeah Pac right like but he's not I don't know, he's not boss, he's not the new rock no but the ultimate boss it feels like at this trajectory for Hook is Pac right like they're the same kind of person it needs to be the battle of the bastards oh, like can that's you imagine how it should be the like alright so if there's a promo battle between them Hawk's gonna said. say all his like vitriol, his his near dark stuff, and Hook's just gonna be like almost Orange Cassidy, like, yeah, 
whatever, dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, just nothing. And it's going to piss Pac off so bad. Oh, that would be great. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah. I would love to see that. I, mm-hmm. I would think you would just have him do a stare down in the backstage yeah. during an interview segment. And that's the whole match. They do it once, three weeks later, it's on the pay-per-view. Why? Yeah. Did you see that fucking stare down? They still hate each other from that. That's what I would do. Yeah. But going now back this to this match. Yeah, this well, match, I, I feel like I, this match was fine. It was good, and they had all kinds of good spots. I feel like this is, I got the same feel from this that I used to get from the Usos, Harper and Rowan, and New Day back in the day. We're like, yeah, we could throw this up on every card, and we know, like, everybody's going to ooh and all their pants off at some of the stuff they do. But when we look back, we're going to be like, shit, they did the same thing nine times. I feel like this should have been the six-man tag on the pay-per-view, and the six-man tag that was on the pay-per-view should have been mm. on the pre-show. Well, you're not wrong about that. Yeah, <laughs> you're not wrong about that. But I still, I think, would have felt this way about this match, right? Like, yeah, but I think you're right. Like, this had a little bit more storyline that made sense. Yeah. Substance, and- yeah. And there was this intrigue of what was Eric uh, Redbeard going to do? How was he going to incorporate into this death forgot triangle? forgot about it. Yeah, I forgot about yeah. the Redbeard. Yep. Right. And then how is Brody King, who was always the biggest man uh, on campus in this feud, how is he going to, you know, adjust to be, having a guy bigger in the match against him? So I thought this from a storyline perspective, I was way into this, way more than the uh, six-man tag with Sting and Darby and Sammy and all of that. Um, and I think you would have got more mileage out of the sting spot. If you do it before the show to go like, holy shit, what can we expect now on the pay-per-view? And then you go into it because I thought they, they needed a couple more rest spots in the pay-per-view. And even though this was a good storyline, I would have put that there to give the crowd a little bit of like, Hey, it's fun, but like, who cares who wins? Right. I mean, to a certain extent. Right. So um very fun match though i really liked it it was it was great for me and yeah. i hope they keep keep it going house of black takes over yeah oh i'm loving the house of black stuff i mean I got murphy was idea. a weird uh like surprise for me i didn't think he fit but now he's in black clothes and he's talking sinister and it works oh i got uh, i'm gonna put a pin on it right now but uh i got a great idea i think for house of black uh in their next feud Ooh, we'll get to a reason to keep tuning in yeah it's a reason mm-hmm. to keep Come on. to stay stay with us right here on the spanish announce table pro wrestling's best podcast right i mean we're undoubtedly it's undoubtedly yeah it's it's indisputed reigning defending all that shit all right mm-hmm. tom then the real card right the opening bout of revolution chris jericho eddie kingston and fast forward eddie kingston gets this victory Oh, as he should. Yeah. That's the thing is we can always get behind Eddie, but there is a point to where he has to win some matches, you know, and let's just fast forward this one to dynamite. Cause that's where really the fallout happens. So Eddie Kingston gets a weird submission. I've never seen that submission before the like neck crank arm shoulder thing, whatever that was called fine, but it was different. Uh, Eddie gets the win. Goes for the handshake. Jericho says, nah, can't do it. Then we fast forward to Dynamite. We kick off Dynamite with Chris Jericho. He overacts the, like, Eddie, I need to shake your hand. Shakes the hand. Looking like, your, looking yeah. like your aunt uh, going to a rock concert, by the way. Like, oh, my you know, goodness. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, but let's get into this Dynamite segment a little bit. Yeah, this we'll is get good. Back to the revolution. Well, I mean, so, yeah. 
Well, so they do the handshake, right? And they're like, all right, good. Eddie cuts a great promo saying, like, I respect you. Uh, I did want to quit, but the people that loved my Players Tribune article. Except for the fucker chanting, what? I know. <laughs> great Can recovery. We stop yeah. it, too. Yeah. I love that, that he was, was like, come on, man, have some respect here, bro. And also, like, Stone Cold's not here. Like, yeah. stop. That's He's his like, yeah, thing. I get it, bro. Like, come on. But for yeah. real, like, give me some respect here. So Eddie cuts his great promo, his side of it. And Jericho, what he said was good. It was just the acting was a little bit bad. But then they shake hands, and then out of the blue, 2.0 and Daniel Garcia come out, and they start brawling, but they, like, barely touch Jericho. And Jericho's like, ah, my neck, my neck, my neck. That brings out Santana and Ortiz, and then Jericho turns on Santana and Ortiz. He also kind of turns on Eddie Kingston. He's beating them all up. Well, he really racked Ortiz too with that back. Yeah, yeah, that shit pink yeah. or maybe it was Santana, I think. And but I was like, uh, ooh, I was like, you might check his arm. Well, that's why maybe use a chair next time. I don't know if we need to use bats. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the like, bat looks so fake when you're not hitting them real. You know well, what I mean? Well, and also it's just so dangerous. It's yeah. more dangerous than a chair, I think. So Well, yeah, I mean uh-huh. it's it's all the forces in that one little tube versus like a, a wide chair it's yeah. spread out. Yeah. Um man. All right, so you know, so we get the two point We we get well, the then we, we get we find, Jake Hager. Then we get then Hager. Jake Hager comes. The Hager thing where he's like conflicted, but he whatever, right? I get it. He's like, oh man, what are you doing? But like, all right, I'm ride or die Jericho, right? So fuck these guys then, right? If he's like fucking do it, but Sammy was there, right? Like, oh yeah, the elephant in the room, Sammy Guevara, <laughs> who then later that night wears his fucking inner circle jacket just says like i'm not involved in this one so and before all this popped off right and i realized oh crap we got jericho starting a new thing here right mm-hmm. um is their their vests say inner circle original motherfucker like weren't you all originals oh i guess they did add mjf huh like, yeah that's so, what i think okay. it was yeah yeah and that's when they <laughs> went to the biker thing is because when pinnacle yeah. went to the like jet flying kind of so but here's the thing gimmick. like so now you just have another five person thing with, with Hager and three other people. Like you didn't, you didn't make a new faction. You just kick some guys out of the inner circle, like just call it the inner well, circle and just say, these guys are the inner circle. So couple thoughts on that one, the real faction out of this that I think is going to happen is the new LAX in AEW with Eddie Kingston, Santana and Ortiz. Yes. Fuck. Yeah. Sign me up. Have them fight every three man crew. Have them fight death triangle, the house of black, uh, varsity block. I don't care. Fight, fight them all. That's the fucking group, right? Second, Jericho Appreciation Society is the new name. Guys. Well, first of all, that's what the inner circle was. Well, here's the thing. You had the fucking name ready made for you and you just got in your own way. It's the inner circle 2.0. Oh, fucking Christ, man. Like how easy is that? Like, nice. that's what it's called. Yeah, because that's all you did was you just add 2.0. I know you had Daniel Garcia, but he's 2.0, if we're being honest. But, but like, it's yeah. the second version of the inner circle. I mean, right? That kind of wrote itself. Yeah. J-A-S. Yeah, the that. thing no is, like, say that shit. if we didn't have the inner circle, and we didn't already, like, have said, like, hey, man, a little less is more with you guys. Like, I'm ready for you guys to not be a thing now. That's all this is now. Like, yes, 2.0 can be great and hilarious with Jericho, but we've seen every shtick. We've seen everything. You're just going to run it back, and it's going to – we don't want more of this now. Yeah, we'll see. I I, I do think there's going to be some fun giggles 
with 2.0 and Jericho trying to, you know, blend together as a group, right? There's going to be <laughs> yeah. bumping into each other. You you may even get the weird, awkward stare down between Hager and, and Garcia, Garcia that will be funny, you know? Yeah. But yes, to your point, they're not going to do another, uh, what was that, Manitoba melee where they all, yeah. in the pandemic, did the phone. Like, there's not going to be a singing segment with MJF and Jericho, nope. so I don't know. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, but we get heel Jericho, and the best version of Jericho, if we're still going to have him on TV, is heel Jericho. So, yeah. at least well, You almost had to include Hager, I think, because like, Jericho wasn't going to suddenly kick Hager to the curb, right? Hager's the monster. So, like, you can't explain away Hager, right? So he almost has to be their muscle, right? Well, can we just... Explain, get rid of Hager. Hey, Hager legit. Yeah. yeah. I think I've said this before on the podcast, but of all the AEW guys from the original episode, still to this day, he is the sore thumb in that organization where it's like, what are you doing yeah. here? Like all the initiatives, all the vibe, that is just not him. I just get him out of here, man. Yeah. Can we find all out right, that like get... he was at the insurrection or something and get him out of here? Oh, probably. I wouldn't be sure. I mean, can we? Please. All right. We'll... <laughs> have him fight in Bellator, right? Have him put on an AEW shirt, beat up some more fucking fat guys from Kansas City, and there you go. Just have him do that. Have him be an ambassador that well. in Bellator. Yeah, he beats up all these fat asses around town. Like, just have him keep doing that. Don't have him in the ring. Fucking dumb. You already did your cage. gimmick match with Wardlow. Get out of here. Put him in the cage fighting forklift drivers. Come on. Yeah, that's what she, that's his calling in life. Jesus Christ. Fighting forklift drivers. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's get back be, to that. That might be an episode okay. title too. All right. The yeah, next like match it. on the card was the AEW Tag Team Championship match featuring the champions, Jurassic Express, taking on Red Ragon and the Young Bucks. And uh I mean this match was everything we thought it was gonna be, right? This is the flips and shit trio here, right? Well, Red Dragon's less flips and shit. They're more of the like right. right. But they're, they're more, more timing, based. right? They're more yeah. like, hey, you do the suplex, I'll kick him in the head when he comes down. It's a little bit more mat-based, but it's still timing shit, too. Yeah, right. My You're favorite right. thing about this is that Jurassic Express won. Mm -hmm. I was really afraid that they were going to be the ones that took the pin, and then we were going to have this inner fighting of like, well, you didn't beat me, and I'm the champion, all this, you know. So it seems like we're not done with Red Wagon and Young Bucks, so... Fuck Red Ragon out of here. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> let's get Jurassic Express the focus of the tag team division and let's see what they can do kind of being pushed to the forefront of that division. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Um yeah, and I mean this match just I don't know, this it is the one where like you said, right? Like I knew like all right, I can go I can go take, a, you know, I can go grab my food. I can heat up the pizza, right? like yeah. that kind of stuff, and just kind of listen, because you know it, this thing's gonna go for twenty five minutes or whatever the fuck. Well, it and is. that's the thing. If it was twenty five minutes, which I don't know, let's just say, let's just say it was twenty. This could have been twelve, right? This is the sprint you could have done with six guys to get the same result, and we all, I think, I, at least for me, I would have been completely fine uh, with the same kind of match. Mm -hmm. So. Mm -hmm. All right, uh, we got two tweet the tables about this next match from the same guy hey, even, but we'll, we'll just read them here. But this was the face of the revolution ladder match, right? And the first tweet the table from Mr. Fourth Row says, I've heard about addition by subtraction, 
But is this more offense by division when Wardlow and Hobbs tore the ladder in half? Hashtag tweet the table. And then his follow-up, maybe he did this one for, I don't know. He says, Orange Cassidy using the big beefy men to try to grab the the big brass ring. I love it. Hashtag tweet the table. And man, Orange Cassidy found his spots in this, didn't he? How? How does he always do this? Every time <laughs> there's been a ladder match that he's been in, involved in, he finds a way to have the spot of the match. Well, and even and times I, where you're kind of like, oh shit, is he going to win this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, with that spot that Mr. Fourth Row was talking about, where uh, Orange Cassidy has the uh, ladder across his neck and he's just taking guys out, which, look, you could have just sidestepped him, right? That was such a slow thing where people were running into it, kind of looked. But then when Wardlow and Keith Lee grab it and he's like, okay, well, watch this. I'm going to do a pull up and I'm going to grab it. Thought that was great. He was the star of the match. So many other spots I thought were great. I did like the uh, Keith Lee, Powerhouse Hobbs, Wardlow. We're going to fight, but we don't yet. We're going to fight, but we don't yet. And then they get, all get taken out on the stage. Uh, or yeah. no, well, who was it? It was it was Keith Lee and Powerhouse Hobbs that got taken out on the stage. Yeah. But then Wardlow just recovered, I guess. Yeah, I forget how it happened, but they they tore that ladder apart, which, I mean, you know, you can tell a gimmick that was because it was super easy and they really, like, waited for the moment and all that. But, you know, yeah, sure, that was fun. So so what do you think about Wardlow winning the match, though? Interesting. I didn't think they would have went there because of, you know what I mean, where we go later with Wardlow. And honestly, this the, the Wardlow finally drops MJF, I didn't think was coming this way. I thought it would be much more on-screen conflict yeah i thought it was going to be more pronounced now again it was a big moment for the specific match but i thought it was going to be more of a almost kind of like how private yeah. party turned on matt Hardy yeah on exactly dynamite, you know what well, I mean? and so like him winning i just thought okay this is going to lead to that we're going to see that tomorrow on dynamite and blah 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 and so it, it also led me open to like the idea that like I thought, okay, maybe MJF doesn't win this match. Maybe Punk wins because I was thinking MJF was going to win. And I was like, and then he's pissed and he's telling Wardlow, like, no, no, I told you you could keep the, you know what I mean, the, the whatever, but no, that, that's mine. I get the brass ring, right? And then now we're getting the, like, listen, dude, like, you couldn't mm-hmm. get the job done. I got the job done, right? And then they fight. But, man, they really, yeah, I think they, and maybe part of that is like, hey, you guys weren't expecting it, right? Like, you guys were expecting the big thing. And so, when he came out here, you thought this is more just to set it up, but surprise, it's the moment. So maybe that was well, it. So let's fast forward a little bit into Dynamite, where the main event was Sammy Guevara versus Scorpio Sky for the TNT Championship. Scorpio Sky is now your new TNT champion, but the wrench in the plans for however we're going to do this is next week, Wardlow, because he won the ladder match and got the Cheerio off of uh the apparatus he is now gonna face scorpio sky for the tnt championship what do you do there like is this where just mj well, i'll tell you what i do oh yeah go ahead i have wardlow beat scorpio sky for that title because i can i talk about scorpio sky for a second guys I, I know everybody wants him to be a thing but he's not coming across for a reason right like it's not happening. The Scorpio Sky thing just isn't going to happen. At least like in this current so? form. No. Oh, I think he's fine. I think this I is I think he's fine. But like they but no. really want him to be like the next big thing and he's just not going to. Well, but here's the thing. He can be the next big thing by proxy because Dan Lambert is going to be the one that gets him in all the storylines. 
he can do the wrestling, right? He's yeah. he's a very I still confident feel like, wrestler. I feel like he's well, you know, I never say never. He's young, right? He could have 20, 30 years ahead of him I don't think in he the is. ring. Oh, I really? Think he's like thirty six. Oh, yeah. Um, I think he's our age. Yeah, I think he's older. Yeah. Let me let me fact check. Remember early AJ Styles when I said like it's all the head shakes and the and the here's what I'm supposed to sound like a cocky guy, right? And you're like, this isn't real. You know what I mean? Like that's the feel I get. What? How old is he? He's thirty eight. <laughs> so it yeah, man. You see what now. I mean? Like it's just that's what I mean. Like I, I feel like the the realness right the the like ability to you know suspend my disbelief just isn't there when i watch scorpio sky see i'm interested in him in him as a tnt champion because i think dan lambert will be really fun in the well, yeah but we know dan lambert will be fun and so he can't wrestle so we need someone hmm. so scorpio sky is fine right like maybe you can and again let's and get again, him in some let's no, get him in some no, tights no, no, no. let's get him in, no. a, in a one piece and also uh, again, just because I think it is important because representation matters. Uh, look at now who is the TNT and TBS champion. It is both African-Americans and Scorpio Sky and Jade Cargill. So that's great, right? And that's what I'm talking about. That could be a moment where you say like, hey, we have a good representation of, you know, our fan base and things that we're trying to accomplish. But not if Wardlow just kills them next week. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that the way to get out of this is MJF costs MJF. Wardlow. It also feeds Dan Lambert and Scorpio Sky to be like, we beat the fucking up and comer Wardlow. And you know yeah. what I mean? And Wardlow's too pissed about the MJF thing to give a shit. Be like, mm -hmm. I'll get to you later. I've got a bigger prize now. You know, and yeah. then we can just kind of conveniently forget about it. But Wardlow wins this ladder match. He's the face of the revolution. Mm-hmm. And going back to the to the uh, dynamite main event with Scorpio Sky and Sammy Guevara just for a minute, and this even ties into a little bit later with that six man tag. For me, Sammy Guevara is not a pillar of AEW. Yeah, he is not someone I. Yeah. It, on paper and in a picture, he has it all. But this whole like I'm loco. <laughs> get it guys i'm loco he he's a nerd i don't still holding the two titles i don't know what the fuck that's about now scorpio sky should do that right the heel move is like i've got the two titles right i got both your titles right like, yeah there was only actually one. one of them yeah like, like, look okay, at this i'm so yeah. good they needed to give me two belts or you have dan lambert hold both titles have mm. him get the heat and you know yeah. he holds it yeah but sammy Guevara or just he's just, always wearing one <laughs> like he's wearing the other one at all times all right. yeah. and then so even when somebody wins it like he's still walking around with that <laughs> that's a great idea yeah. but for for me though sammy Guevara has been given it feels like a hundred different opportunities with inner circle spots tnt championship reigns and i like he has the good you know 680 splash whatever the fuck it was called through the table and that was cool but like i don't find him charismatic i don't think he can really cut a good promo i think he's super corny with tay conti like that just feels like they dry hump because they don't know what else to do like i just don't like him i just feels like yeah. there's a lot of bad missionary going on <laughs> yeah you know it's just I don't know. Let's get this through because I've got to get to level like eight of world craft, like whatever the fuck it is. You're still feeling okay, right? Everything's cool. Everything's good. 
<laughs> I almost feel like he's like, hey, like she's gonna like kiss him on the neck or something, and he's like, okay, but I'm like so close to like I need three more kills on Call of Duty, and then we can like that's what he feels like to me, and I don't fucking like those guys, so I don't like Sammy. <laughs> <laughs> all right then he might not even like own a video game console we're yeah, already like he's a, nerd. a blog he has a blog he probably does fucking dork he said from his youtube show yeah. <laughs> subscribe to the youtube channel <laughs> youtube.com slash spanish announce tube all right the aew team <laughs> This it's okay for me. Yeah, we've been doing this for eight years. Okay, yeah. we were doing it. When we were doing it, it before cool. it was cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, and to be clear, it's not cool for him. It's cool for us. <laughs> I mean, really. All right. AEW TBS Championship match. You mentioned her already. Jade Cargill, Tay Conti. Even you mentioned her also. Um, and this was good. I think you're right. Like this, we got in. We got out. We got the the kiss spot, which was kind of out of nowhere. Surprised the hell out of Audrey Edwards. Or Aubrey Edwards. I said that wrong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But she turns it into a gimmick. So Jade Cargill wins. Again, it was fine. Uh, Anna Jay was out there. Jade Cargill takes care of her, too. She looks strong. She gets the victory. And then she cuts the promo on Dynamite where she's like, who's next? Because I'll give you the kiss of death. So now she's turning this into like a Mortal Kombat or you know evil villain trope of like before i kill you i'll kiss you to your grave like that's kind of cool i kind of like that i i thought it was really neat yeah after it was explained it was kind of right. yeah like what the fuck are we doing right hope everyone's that? vaccinated hey uh, you know go get after it uh so now let's talk about take conti on the other side of revolution for her uh she gets beat up by Paige van zandt and then Paige Van Zant signs her contract on Tay Conti's ass. And now Paige Van Zant is an AEW. Guess we were going to do the Brandy Rhodes. We pivot to Tay Conti. Has a little bit more of like a real fight feel because Tay Conti does have a legit background in martial arts. Let's get a brawl for all. But these ladies. I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't either. Ooh, that'd be actually a good fight. Yeah. yeah. Hey. Book it. I think I'm taking Paige. Paige has good stand up, but. If it goes to the ground, I think I got Tay. Um, yeah, because I mean, there, there's not a huge size advantage either way. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. But here's the thing: who's carrying this feud? Uh, Dan Lambert. <laughs> What's Tay Conti gonna say in, in her defense? Because all she can say is "bitch" and run up in people's faces. Like, yeah, we're gonna get Sammy doing the talking and 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 Dan Lambert. I, I don't know. And or did we write Sammy is- off? Was that injury thing a like? Is he out for a while? I don't know, but. But was that real? Like, Did he really get fucking hurt there with his? Oh, well, on that? I mean, that was on dynamite, right? Yeah. Where he yeah. Took when the he fall. does the spot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, here's the thing though. It just doesn't feel like that has a lot of legs to it where you're going to get the headlines at Paige Van Zant beats Tay Conti. Like that's not going to headline a ESPN article. You know what I mean? So I don't know. Yeah. yeah you might get some coverage on MMA yeah filters but they already either do or do not like wrestling right they already have an opinion and you're not getting any new eyes yeah yep all right well the next was a match i think i i know they really want to do the like the titles the main event right like they really want to stick Mm -hmm. to that but this probably right here should have been the match to end it and it's cm punk versus mjf dog collar match 
especially with now how we know it was booked, it would make the Wardlow turn on MJF that much more meaningful. Yeah, the final cliffhanger. closes the show, you know? Uh, and again, I love Hangman. I think Hangman is the best. If I were booking this, knowing the results, I put Hangman first. I put the Hangman-Adam Cole match to kick off the show to where then we give its proper, you know, buzz to it. And then, yes, you close the main event with MJF, CM Punk. And this just had everything, didn't it? I mean, mm-hmm. it caused a controversy amongst the dorks that like to pick their nose with, uh, didn't you know that that was CM Punk's entrance music from Ring of Honor? Who the fuck cares? Who the cares? Hey, Who cares? Here, here's, what, here's what I'll say. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't either. I didn't. I actually I didn't. thought the song was I cool. figured it out. But, I, like, I, I didn't. Right. I, I figured it out. Now, I have seen enough CM Punk Ring of Honor footage to where when he came out in the baggy shorts, I was like, oh, this is must have been, like, what he came out in, in uh, Ring of Honor. Now, Excalibur told us that, which mm-hmm. credit to him. But, like, I didn't I, – here's an even more fun fact for you, Tim. Back in uh, WWE, when it was the summer of Punk, and Punk came back and he came out to cult personality – I didn't fucking know that either. I didn't know that that yeah. was one of his songs. Well, and like, I know part of that is like, okay, the storyline's been about a nod to the past and MJF like liked CM Punk, but MJF never said I liked Punk when he was in ROH with that right. music and that look. I assumed he was talking about early WWE CM Punk because Which, that's probably who he was talking about. Right. But. That's where that's where the storytelling I thought got very interesting was right from the entrances because I felt like MJF was like plays the cult of personality. Ha ha fuck that guy. It's all about me. So he thinks he's gonna get one up on Punk. So when Punk comes out to Cult of Personality, ha ha, he's the man. But then Punk is like, I told you I was gonna become a monster to fight the monsters of the world. And if you watched any social media leading up to this match after he said that on Friday night, that was a line he used against Raven in Ring of Honor when he wore the baggy shorts and stuff. So it was like he had to go back to that part of his personality to win this match. So I thought all the theater of just the entrances was fantastic. Now, the match was brutal. Can we... Look, I like blood. I think it serves its purpose. I felt like they got a little too deep, though, man. Like, Yeah, so the thing is, like, I like blood when it does and or appears like it could have happened naturally. Mm-hmm. These crimson masks every other week from somebody and anybody takes that away from it. It takes away the ability to think like this. This just happened by nature, right? Like it should happen in the dog collar matches, right? Or the or the steel cages or the wherever there's metal, right? But man, we've gotten these in like a couple Hangman matches. We've gotten these in a couple, you know what I mean? CM Punk a couple times now. John Moxley matches. John Moxley, and it's just like I got, uh, it. The thing is, it's kind of like you're saying. It's hard to anybody else that's like, you know, wrestling gets the bad rap. And so anybody in your life that kind of is like wrestling, huh? The moment they see that, they're like, Jesus Christ. Right? Like, here the fuck this is. Well, because of how severe the cut was and how early on in the match it happened. It's one thing if 
I don't know, name the move, right? It's fill in the blank move, and that cuts CM Punk, or that cuts MJF. Kansas City Cut Punt. Right. And then two two moves later, that's the end of the match. But when you cut yourself, or, you know, the the blood starts happening seven minutes into the match. Yeah, it had time to stop. Becomes, yeah, th- then it just becomes uncomfortable where, like, yeah. is he going to be okay? Well, yeah, like, that. Here, that's another good point. Like, yes, I, I don't mind, and at times we'll enjoy blood in a match. Dried blood in a match is a bit excessive. Right? When I see their arm is brown because the blood is all dry. Yeah. And like I said, it's had time to coagulate and stop, and now they've got to reopen it to keep yeah. the story going, and it feels late Ric Flair, right? Right. It just feels like, again, blood was fine. It just felt so early that I was like, really? We're just we're just going to And a lot, though. Shotgun I mean, I also, yeah. even if it wasn't early, like, it was a lot. Man, yeah. you guys were yeah. sliding in the floor in it. Mm-hmm. I, now, <laughs> the... Yeah, so the match was fun. It had its spots. The dog collar served its purpose in a couple of those spots with the, like, Mortal Kombat come here and then the whipping of uh, the other guy and all of that stuff. But, yes, as we mentioned, the big moment was MJF calls Wardlow to come out. Wardlow walks out. Give me the ring. Ah, uh, what? I, I don't know where it is. CM Punk gets his finisher, I think it was, the go to sleep on him. And then Wardlow's like, oh, I found it. Oh, it's right here. It's right here. Here you go. And then just walks off. Perfect theater. Oh, yeah, that's great. That's what should have ended the pay-per-view. That was the biggest story going into this pay-per-view. I mean, in all honesty, it was the biggest story that people were talking about. Well, and it was the biggest moment, too, because of the Wardlow turn. Because if you, again, knowing what we know now, not to sound like a broken record, but if you were just going to do hangman wins clean over adam cole well yay but that doesn't really leave you saying i gotta watch dynamite so and pro wrestling forgets this and we keep trying to say this like this is a performance art this is not a sport this performance art this is a television show telling stories if you were writing this as a you know drama on television that chunk of the show would be last as the cliffhanger it would mm-hmm. not be yay happy hangman with that happening earlier. The whole scene, like first of all, the promos that came out of these guys were all time, yep, level stuff. Yeah, uh, the storyline, the storyline leading to that promo, and then the infusing of a storyline that had already started before Punk was even around, and they used it as the catalyst to get us there and take us out of it was all a masterclass in how to do some of the storytelling. Mm-hmm. It had to be the finale and they didn't do it i was a little bummed about oh, that well and even you know again you had mentioned this isn't sport but sport has done it plenty of times uh you look at pride fights or strike force fights where the championship match is maybe the co-main event but fedor is going to be in your main event match because it's fedor and you're going to tune in to see him right um now Conor I get, mcgregor it, it, yeah i'll find <laughs> that guy yeah well, but, but I mean, like he would, right, he would yeah. headline something when there was title matches on the show when he won of the course. champ, right? Yeah. Uh, so let's talk into, uh, or let's dig into a little bit of like the fun here. So it seems to be, we kind of alluded to next week, MJF will get involved somehow with the Wardlow match and either cost him or then that will be the feud over the TNT championship. But what do you do with CM Punk now? Um, yeah, I'm not sure what I do with CM Punk, but I do know I can't wait to see how Sean Spears is interjected into the Wardlow MJF 
Oh, no, he is going to take 75 power bombs. He's becoming one of my favorites uh, each show now, Spears. But you're oh, right, he looks great. like a sociopath. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah. the craziest guy yeah. in the whole group because mm-hmm. this isn't like this isn't something that he feels he has to do. He loves doing this. He's shit. the guy if like, okay, so let's say you were like, hey, man, you want to come hang out with me and some of my friends? And I'll be like, which ones? And he'll be like, oh, you never met these guys. I'll be like, I've known you for eight years. He'd never be like, yeah, these are old friends of mine. And we hang out the night and everything's going okay. But like, you were like, hey, we're all going to run over here real quick, grab some beers or whatever. You guys just hang here. And it's like, just me and Sean Spears. I'd be like, can I, can I come with you guys? Like, I need to hit the store. I need to like, I, I don't leave me here alone with yeah. this guy. Don't. Yeah, he's scary. Don't. He's scary in the sense that he can walk among you and you would never know. But the second you get a conversation with him, uh, now you've got chills up and down your spine and you got to run out of here. And you could be like, you're the fucking that Spears guy, right? Like, he's mm-hmm. fucking crazy, right? And the other people be like, what are you talking about? That guy's great. He, like, babysits my grandma when, she, when she's sick and I got to go out of town and stuff. And, like, he's a wonderful guy, man. What are you talking Should about? Be. You'd be like, yeah. I just saw him kick a kitten. And they'd be like, you fucking shut your mouth. He would never do anything like that. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. You're like, what are you doing? That's all he does. <laughs> See him kicking yeah. kittens all American the Psycho. Mm-hmm. American Psycho with Christian Bale. That's the vibe he gives off. But again, so CM Punk, okay, where, yeah. where, where are you going with CM Punk? Man, I don't know. Do you because go this, title? See, I, this is what I... I kind of got the feeling we weren't going to do that with CM Punk, right? Like... He was going to put in some matches, build some stars, maybe flirt with it. And maybe that's where we go. Maybe flirts with it. But, like, this is why I thought MJF was going to win. Because I was like, they're going to put the guy at one of the pillars over as, like, he is that damn good. He can throw you down. You know what I mean? Like, it, you know, even if they use Wardlow, I just thought that's where they were to go. So, yeah, I we've got a, a face champion. So, I don't know that we go there unless it's just that, like, you and me, buddy, but man, I feel like we need to get away with that with Hangman. Like, there's too much of that with Hangman, even though he's just had a heel feud. You know what I mean? Like a, a heel mm-hmm. feuding against him. Like, I feel like we're not getting enough substance out of Hangman. That wouldn't be it for me. So, I, what would you do with CM Punk? Well, I think the next feud that people, if you were going to write down, hey, CM Punk is coming to AEW. Some of the things you're going to write most likely was going to be Darby Allen, right? Because the parallels are right there. The the uh, promo feud between him and MJF is there too. So you're writing that down. I think the next thing you're probably looking at though, is him and Brian Danielson main event a pay-per-view in a whatever kind of match, right? The problem is it seems like Brian Danielson now and John Moxley are a tag team and they're just going to run yeah. up and down the tag division. So I don't really know. I, I I think what I would do if I was CM if I was booking CM Punk, I would have him hang out just for a couple weeks, mm-hmm. and then I don't know because he beat Powerhouse Hobbs. Because I was gonna say he maybe he kidnaps Hook and him and Hook just run off to be you know the the he's in a weird spot. He's in a very maybe weird we spot. get so CM Punk is the character and his status and his position in the company lends easily to the face versus face. I'm gonna give you a shot, kid, and I need to test myself. Let's get Keith Lee and CM Punk. CM Punk's well, gotta try to CM... overcome. Well, I the think CM Punk, whatever cat, he does, right? yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
but I think whatever he does, I think he needs to go heal. I think we're done with the CM mm. Punk babyface world tour. Fuck that shit. The next thing he needs to do is Kansas City Cup punt whoever his next feud is with. Now that could be Keith Lee. That Sting. could be. That, um, he says he's friends with Sting, right? CM but Punk he versus Sting the, would be a draw. Oh yeah, People but they already did that. the Darby <clears throat> Allen thing. You know what I mean? Like that. I don't know if we go so back to having those two next to each other. Yeah, this is hard. Well, you could you could get CM Punk away from Darby Allen or Sting away from Darby Allen, but apparently they're never going to do that. You know what? Here you go. Here you go. This is what I'm doing in a short term feud, not to the next pay per view, but just for the next couple weeks till we let other CM things fall where they Sting. need to go. I'm having CM Punk actually stay babyface again. This is a stopgap, and it's him and all ego Ethan Page, and then you get Dan Lambert and CM Punk to do their promo battle, and then Ego can get in there as well. That's what I would do. What if you get CM Punk vying for the TNT Championship against Scorpio Sky? Yeah, something. Yeah, Dan Lambert and CM Punk, I think, will have a lot of fun being polar opposites in every part of their life. Age, religion, politics. That would be great. Back on the Scorpio Sky thing. (laughs) Okay. uh, Talking with a friend offline about this, he said, aren't they pushing the wrong half of mid of the year in this scenario? Like, everything they want Scorpio Sky to be, Ethan Page is. Yeah, I agree. I think I think you're 100% right. I just think, I, I don't know. Scorpio Sky is an AEW original. He's the first, he was one half of the very first TNT, or uh, excuse me, AEW tag team champion. He's the only one to hold the uh, TNT title on the tag team championship. Right, so there's something about him that is backstage that isn't translating to us. Yeah, but he must I be think... the nicest guy. Like everybody loves him. We've talked about this. Where who who have we oh. said this about to? Um, recently, yeah. Besides the point, it'll come to me. But like we said, yeah. like clearly, must be the nicest guy in the back. But like, and everybody's like, this is the guy, right? Do the thing, and you put him out on TV, and everybody's like, no, nah, he ain't the guy. Right. They're yeah. like, nobody is. I think Biggie. I think maybe we yeah. like into before like this, where yeah, like yeah. probably solid dude, probably everybody loves him, probably helps everybody, probably give the shirt off his back, is an athlete, is able to do all the things, but gets out there and he's like, smile. And everybody's like, yeah, fuck out of here, man. Yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> you know? I'm all right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I would do CM Punk American top team stuff, especially with the American top team stuff. Cause then you can get into the MMA thing. Dan Lambert could say you would have won those fights. If you didn't go with Duke Rufus and you came with me, you would have won those fights. If you trained with Paige Van Zant and not, yep. you know, you could have been an even, athlete like Ethan page. Right. And then you've been like, you Ethan page. Him. Like he's like, if you want me to fight Ethan page, I'll fight him right now. Beat his little ass. And then they, you know oh. what I mean? Yeah. And CM Punk would love that because then you could do a little bit more of the MMA stuff. You get his Anthony Pettis, Bilal Muhammad, and Duke Rufus to show up, and then you're doing that whole stuff. And then the like MMA pro wrestling nerds like me were like, oh, that's so cool. Yeah, that's what I do. There you go. Dan Lambert versus CM Punk with its God, Lambert CM Punk page. promos. All right. Uh, that's worth <laughs> that the price of admission. Right that's there. a shoot. That's not oh, like yeah. MJF. Oh, they're going to shoot. In- yeah. Yes. There's gonna be a lot of shooting. Yeah. Because and it will Dan get Lam- political and they oh. will get testy about all, it. All you need to know about the promo battle between these two is that CM Punk wore a uh 
pro-trans t-shirt in the state of Texas when he made a save during the end of an AEW Dynamite episode. And Dan Lambert hosted Donald Trump at American Top Team when uh, Donald Trump was running for president. So that's all you need to know yeah. about these polar opposites. <laughs> I want it. I let me get into that. There, I know I'm excited. I booked it. <laughs> there it is. Yes. All right. And so after that, we got the AEW Women's Championship. New title belt. Uh, Dr. Britt Baker defeats Thunder Rosa, which this one was a little bit surprising to me, but I think you called this, didn't you? Yes, because next week is a steel cage <laughs> match. I, I thought it was going to be a gimmick. It made sense once it was all outside shenanigans that helped Britt Baker. So next week on the one year anniversary show of their lights out match. Now they're going to go into a steel cage. Huh? Woo. Oh, I love it. Can't wait. Yeah. Thunder, now this match in particular stumbled a little here and there. It was fine. This felt like a AEW standard is so high, right? Mm -hmm. They they are at a level right now that is second to none. This felt like a very competent WWE pay-per-view match. It felt like a paint by numbers WWE Women's Championship match, which Look, if this was on SummerSlam, we'd be like, that was great. That was fine. That was fun. But when you're putting that match with the dog collar match, with uh, uh, Brian Danielson and John Moxley and William Regal showing up, like it just felt a little bit underwhelming for being a title match. But to get us to St. Patrick's Day Slam, ooh, I can't wait. Yeah, that. Oh, if we and the build up start, for that. Oh. oh, and if we just do every year thunder rosa Britt baker fight each other at saint patrick's day slam like that just becomes a tradition and they're just a gimmick match every year fucking sign me up that's what you do that's what that's what you do i love, love it. it all right after that we got john moxley versus brian danielson and uh, i i think i want to point out brian danielson was like don't be surprised if you're the only one that bleeds and come i don't think Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson was bleeding in that. Yeah, I can't uh, recall. If it was, yeah. it wasn't pronounced. Wasn't um, as pronounced as Moxley. Um, yeah. And then we get the William Regal shows, which I think I, th I think we kind of understood was going to happen at some point. I didn't know if we'd see it on screen. Um, and yeah. this is an interesting angle I wouldn't have considered. And so I'm excited for this. And Dynamite expanded it further, but this right. was fun. Now, look. He sucked the shit Regal, out of them guys. Yes. And William Regal... <laughs> on revolution was the William Regal. I want N not a lot of bells and whistles. You're in there. You get your shit in. You're out of there on dynamite. A little bit long winded. And I understand he, he legitimately cried thinking about what Tony Schiavone meant to him because apparently, and again, I found this out on Twitter. Tony Schiavone was like the first one to help him with promos when he came over to America. So they have a real connection and it meant a lot to Tony Schiavone. That's all great. We have a two hour show. We've got 1500 stories. Let's fucking tighten this shit up. Not trying to be mean, but as a viewer. Well, and it just, it didn't, yeah, it didn't come across as the, the whole angle with Moxley and Danielson has been this like stone cold killers and well, in walks Regal, who we know to be that stone cold killer when he was a wrestler. And then he's all in his feels, right? Yeah, About Tony yeah. Schiavone looking like, a, like he's wearing his dad's suit. That had nothing to do with who these now three man, you know, right. faction is talking right? about his so, wife and how he's going to die soon. I was like, this is not leading into the, into well, the feel. 
Right. And then the other thing, and no offense to him at all, because again, uh, people are different with circumstances, but you can't be like, oh, this old man ain't got much time when 63-year-old Sting is jumping off the balcony through six tables. Like, you can, bud. You can do this. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But I understand. So here's where I was going to – I'll put the pin – I'll take the pin out of what I was going to say earlier. This is where you, you get William Regal refocused. And he apologized for going long and all this stuff. So it looks like maybe next week he's going to get refocused into, like, these are three badasses and we're going to fucking kill people. This is where the House of Black just goes over and is like, oh, Moxley and Danielson, you guys are such good friends. We don't think so. And Regal, you've overcame all your demons? Not in this household. And you just get those House of Black guys with Black, Alistair Black being the catalyst here, just infusing the dissension and the like, oh, what the fuck? Do I trust this yeah. guy kind of stuff? And that's the feud. House of Black versus whatever we're calling this group. Well, and this group with Regal, how this needs to be is like Danielson and Moxley, as we said, are like testing the limits of like violence and pain and hurt on people. And William Regal needs to be making them a little bit uncomfortable with how much he's trying to push them into that, like lean harder into it. You know what I mean? Like rip his eyeball out. You know what I mean? They need to be like, chill, bro. Fuck. Right? Like, dude, I didn't know I wasn't signed up to kill people. Well, but playing into, because eventually I think they are become, you know, this well-oiled machine that I think will at least have the tag team championships once. Right. But to get there, I think we need to test the limits of like, you know, cause w William Regal was like, everything that I should have been is Brian Danielson, but everything that I am is John Moxley. And so have him in these situations where he's like, obviously, you know, Moxley would have done this for you. Like put him in this like middleman thing where then Moxley yeah. and Danielson are like, but you're my father figure. He's, and he's, he's the like, most dysfunctional marriage counselor ever. Yeah. Exactly. And and now they're like, no, no, yeah. Regal, you're my mentor. I've known you 10 years longer. And then Moxley's like, we got blacked out in 2012. Yeah. That's a night you, we'll you always told me remember. Stop fighting on the outside and focus in the in the in-ring. Like, yeah, I told you that. I told him to fucking fuck out his eye out on the inside of the ring. Yeah. You know? And so yeah. I think the House of Black being the little devil on the shoulder would be just a perfect way to get them to the well-oiled machine killing everyone in their wake yeah. so that's that's all i thought all right anyway. well and after that on revolution we got the match he said was probably should have been on the pre-show it's the ahfo uh, in their final match versus darby allen sammy guevara and sting um the highlight of this is sting doing the you know the jump through the three oh, tables crazy. oh crazy. man I just and by really, the way, and credit to Sting, man. I, you know, I've I, over the eight years of this podcast, I have said all sorts of things about Sting and what mm -hmm. I think he is, and you know what I mean, mm -hmm. like how how I viewed him. But like, man, him come back to AEW, he has put forth every bit of effort, and then some that I never would have been like, damn Sting, you really ought to do. You know what I mean? Like, if he it took the easy road, it would have been like, of course, Sting, you're sixty nine years old or whatever the fuck you are, like. Yeah, you do the you know you do the fucking elbow in the corner and you roll the guy up and you're out. Like I, I totally would have got that, but man, he has done everything but that. Yeah, he has been so giving in every regard. Again, the thing that I think about when I think about the Sting run in AEW is 
is just that that little segment with Orange Cassidy. I keep going back to that because so many legends. It's like Mick Foley and Sting. Those are the only two legends that would play well with Orange Cassidy as far as like. Oh, they even said it. Jericho even said he was like, I totally didn't get it. I was like, fuck this guy. And then somebody like right. named me C and I was like, oh, okay, I get it. Now now I want to work with him, right? We've heard but that a couple Jer- times about Orange Cassidy. But even then, Jericho was doing his gimmick with Orange Cassidy as his foil, right? Uh, yeah, so Stingin is just so open to just trying new things, doing cinematic matches, doing hardcore street fight matches like he did at Revolution. I just, I'm so, yeah, you know, throughout those eight years, you've known where I stood with Sting. I love that motherfucker. You give me Stinger Splash, I'll go home happy 10 times out of 10. Uh, so that's all I need. 10 times out of nine, but, even. I have to tell you what, every single time. Um, but yeah, I, I, I like what he's doing. Now, with that being said, let's, let's pump the brakes a little bit. Because let's break kayfabe here for a second. He is 63 years old. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. I don't want dude. something. And, and we've seen it, right? We don't want to see Sting die on pay-per-view because he took a bad bump. Well, we saw it almost, right? When he faced Seth Rollins, like, it's not as if we haven't seen, like, he's not invincible, where it's just, he's running through, oh my God, he's ageless. Like, we've seen him stumble. So, let's just bring it back in. Have Darby do that shit. Apparently, he has a death wish. Fucking let, let him do it, right? So, it's just, let's bring Sting he's back. He's a sadist. <laughs> it seems that way. It's yeah. so crazy, because Sting is such a, you know, read his Players' Tribune uh, article, by the way. Very good. Uh in depth talks about how he didn't have confidence in himself and then he regained it through aw and darby and all this stuff fantastic article um but yeah sting i loved it it was the moment of the match for for that six-man tag but i don't want it again right like just okay come back (laughs) come Mm -hmm. back to me Mm -hmm. a little bit because it was fine but again the six-man tag served nothing right it was just a whatever yeah Oh, but, let me let me let's let's backtrack for one quick. Se- oh well, finish your thought and then we'll backtrack. Well, I was gonna say, but on Dynamite, we got what this was really for because the AHFO or whatever the fuck they're called lost the match. Matt Hardy took the pin. Matt Hardy gets a thumbs down vote of confidence. Yeah, and then yeah, get- and so we're bouncing back and forth a little bit between Dynamite and stuff like that. Yeah, and so fine. maybe we'll hit some final clips. But th- but that that. <clears throat> Great where that story would lead to, right? With the Hardy family office, right? Like it gets stolen out from underneath them with, with, with Andrade. He made a bad business deal and now the guy's taking his, his family basically, right? Like, okay. Mm-hmm. But it seemed like that was rushed because now they're like, okay, we got Jeff Hardy now, right? All of a sudden it was like Matt Hardy's in street clothes again. He's suddenly seen the error of his ways and, and it's all like, you didn't give me any of this like leading up to this. You know what I mean? Like it was just last night he had an epiphany. Yeah, well, you know, that was the second time they kind of rushed something, I thought, that made sense when you write it down, but execution, it did not happen well. Because, yeah, Matt Hardy was doing some of the stuff with Private Party where he was upset that they were losing. He ran into the crowd. They called it erratic behavior, alluding to the Jeff Hardy ending in WWE and all of that stuff. But, yeah, it was he lost the match. He kept saying, when I dress up, I, I act like an asshole like you. And Which is a good line, like you know what I mean. When I get in a suit, all of a sudden I start becoming an asshole, right? Yeah. Like you, yeah. And you're an yeah. asshole in a suit right now. Yeah. And so I got that, but yeah, it felt like we could have done a couple more teases of Matt Hardy gets pushed out of his own family office. Well, and so they like, all right, uh, Andrade and his guy give the thumbs down. 
he thanks private parties giving the thumbs up. Nobody asked Butcher and the Blade for their opinion. <laughs> like they were just and like because they could have swung it the other way without private party needing to swing it the other way. Right, and where was Bunny? Where was right? the Bunny? The... Isn't there more people too in this thing? Oh, the THQ or whatever the fuck. Yeah, they're called. I think that's right? a video yeah. game thing. But you know, they weren't there. Yeah. yeah. I... Penelope Ford, isn't she kind of in this as yeah, well? Like, no, yeah, like, like, the, the Butcher Blade, like, they were just standing there, like, nobody even looked over to see where their thumbs were. Just up their asses, yeah. I guess. Well, and that's something that maybe needs to be addressed sooner rather than later, is, like, this is the eighth faction that Butcher and the Blade have been in? Because <laughs> they were with Pac or something, right? Then they were with Eddie. Well, let's just let them be a tag team and, like, that's they can take saying. on Jung- Jungle Express right now. First of all, the Butcher... Jurassic Express. Yeah, Jurassic Express. What did I say? Yeah. Jungle. Oh, uh, Jungle Express. Yeah, same thing. Same fucking yeah. thing, guy. Same, 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 same. Yeah. Um, the Butcher has got himself yoked out. Oh, like, remember when he first showed up, he looked like a fat old dude. And now mm. he's fucking rocked out, looking more like the old blade. Dude. Like, get these guys going. Yeah. I, I just think, though, the, the tossing them around into they're now with Eddie, and now they're with Pinta, and now they're with... They haven't uh, had a chance Hardy to be their own thing. Like, they've always yeah. been an add-on to something, right? Like, they haven't had a chance to really shine. Unless that's their thing, where if you hire us, we will beat up whoever you want. I'm yeah. okay with that, right? Or your you butcher and blade. We'll take care right. of your dirty work. But then that doesn't mean we're with you, you know, every week and stuff. We're just there when needed, right? You pay us for a service on Wednesday night or Saturday yeah. night or Sunday night, you know? Or let's get them, like, let's not have Brody King and and Malachi Black be the tag team. Let's get them in the House of Black and be the tag team for House of Black. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love fits. that. Now, let's... It totally fits. More than uh, Wesley Matthews or Buddy, whatever the fuck his name is. Um, how am I going to be scared of a guy named fucking Buddy, by yeah. the way? Fuck yeah. out of here. Anyhow. Yeah. Criticism, that's me splitting hairs. Let's talk about Jeff Hardy, though. The funniest thing, I think, from the whole thing... Is his fucking brother's getting his ass kicked. His brother's getting his ass kicked, and he can still do the, yeah. Yeah, well, and I noticed that live. I was like, dude, why are you fucking thrusting? And he and he knew it, too. He was like, oh, shit, I got to get the fucking thrust in real quick. Like, you got it? You got it? All right, I'm running. Like, he was like, that told me, I was like, man, you're so WWE trained that you're like, Hogan must pose, that you're like, you have to do the dance when you come out. That, like, it was like, he, he thought for a second he was going to get in trouble if he didn't do the dance. Is what it, it felt like so to funny. me. Yeah, it was so funny. Let's and go to like, Devil Vamp. He says, yeah, uh, he, uh, "He says, is it just me, or do I still care, or do I still don't care about the Hardy Boys? I used to dress like them when I was younger, but now I just think, who cares? Not me." Hashtag tweet the table. And you're not the only one. We have never been a Hardy Boys. No. Loving team. And I, and I think the problem now, unfortunately, for, for even I think if I was a Hardy fan is they've already done this, mm-hmm. right? They made the surprise at WrestleMania a few years back. Oh, my God, it's so cool. Then, <laughs> then they do the, you know, reunion tour in WWE, and it feels like, so now we're just going to do it again, but now in AEW? I don't know. It just doesn't feel like I want to see it because I've already seen it. No offense to them at all. I would have rather him come back at Nero and then done the, like, lights yeah. out. Because this is what you should have done, in my opinion. You're doing the beat up of Matt Hardy, lights out. Now, they can make it work because Matt Hardy can figure it out. Lights out, 
lights come back on matt hardy standing on the second turnbuckle doing delete then you have the fucking fun hardy boy music then jeff hardy can do that and he's nero and then it's the broken family the whole thing is like i just i mean as i was thinking this thought just now it kind of hit me but i was like you need this was this is andrade and and now he's taking his faction and and now jeff hardy makes the save it's like you you needed a a heel tag team to go against and i understand like private party's probably going to fill that role for this first thing but that's underwhelming like again mm-hmm. i know they really want to get them private party boys over but like man they're not hitting it either and i just like you could have they could have been the heel tag team taking on uh, jurassic express next right they could have been the face team going up against the heel young bucks or you know what i mean like it just but i think that would have been more original is if you introduce jeff hardy and you say like hey we've already done the oh it's so great to see you stuff we're gonna give you jeff hardy as the heel of yeah. the like he you're gonna hate him by the end of this feud that's what right. is more original. so again jurassic express you've got tag exactly. team champions like matt hardy's like Who nothing to do you know what I mean? Yeah, he's anything. like, listen, like he could have heel dumped the Hardy family office, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. and then just been like, I got to go for bigger, bigger prize, and you know he bumps into Christian, and Christian's like, watch it, dick face, you know, and he's like, I know what I'm gonna do, you know what mm-hmm. I mean, and then he calls on, on fucking Thrusty brother. Now here's here's the scariest thing of this whole thing. Thrusty Thurman wanted, there. <laughs> I wanted to talk to you about specifically. Tim, <clears throat> you know what's fucking coming. Do you know what's fucking coming? No, I don't know what's coming. What are you talking about? <clears throat> the worst thing in pro wrestling. Willow! <laughs> that motherfucker is going to show up in AEW. Oh, no, he is. Oh. I hate that. It's Willow. so stupid is going to show up in it's a house of black bad. segment. That's it. They're going to be going against Kings of the Black Throne and Willow is going to make an appearance and nerds are going to rejoice. No, they're not. The nerds are going to reject him and be like, "Just go back to wearing the fishnets." And he's like, "But this is my love child. This is what I've always wanted to do. Check out Put my Put your umbrella. reflective belt on and fucking do the fishnets again and yeah. thrust your pelvis." Yeah. Oh god. It's going to be so I'm already on step time. 12. Yeah. Swan time. I'm already on step 12 of his run in AEW, but I just don't want to get there. But it's going to happen. Willow. Fuck. All right. So back to Revolution. The <laughs> AEW World Championship match. Hangman Adam Page defeats Adam Cole, baby. Yeah. I mean. Shout out to Hangman for wearing the rainbow colors in the state of Florida when they passed that bullshit legislation. Love Hangman Adam Page. He is the man. He will always be the man. I love what he did to Kane or Glenn Jacobs because Kane's a character. But I loved what he did to Glenn Jacobs. He's the fucking coolest guy in pro wrestling. I love him. He's my best friend. Same with Eddie Kingston. Now give him something to do because he beats up Dante Martin and then gives him the handshake. Adam Cole says, I'm not done with you yet. We're going to do a six-man tag. Here's the swerve, I think. I put this, on, again, on our Twitter during uh, Dynamite, live on Wednesday night when, I, when we do live tweets. 
I think it's not going to be Red Wagon or the Young Bucks because Adam Cole does the thing where. Well, yeah, he did say I wasn't picking you, but he also didn't say like I picked them, did he? Am I remembering the promo right? I think he said, "I think he said, hey, Red Dragon, let's go." Yeah, I think right. Yeah, I'd have to watch that back, but I that I think that's what struck me was like, yeah, he said it wasn't you, but he didn't say it was them because even then they got the like the flex on him, like, eh, sorry guys, right? Eh." But like, it ain't you. Well, now we go backstage. We're talking to Dark Order. Dark Order runs into Hangman. And then Hangman apologizes because during this main event match with Adam Cole, he pushes Alex Reynolds into uh, Red Wagon. That starts a feud or that starts a fight. They go off, you know, and so he apologized for get, losing his cool. Then John Silver's like, well, who are you going to pick from the, the Dark Order? And Hangman was like, well, so I already ran into Jurassic Express. They kind of said that they were cool with it because they don't like those teams because they fought them at Revolution. So I kind of picked them. So I think you do. Hangman, Jurassic Express versus Adam Cole and John Silver and Alex Mm. Reynolds. Man, you think we're ready for a heel turn on the on the Dark Order now? Yeah, what else are they going to do? They can't be lovable forever. Now, they can be lovable idiot heels, right? Yeah. But. I worry about their longevity to stay together as a team. That's okay. Then yeah, I mean, that's okay, too. You know. It's got to go. Maybe it's. Maybe I know we have an it. affinity towards it because of the death of John Huber, and that is sad, and it's something that, like, I mean, you know, warms our hearts when we see them and, and whatnot. But mm-hmm. that's also probably not great for their career, I guess, individually, any of them. Well, and what you could do is so let's let's go down this path for just a moment. So it's Adam Cole, and let's don't say it's John Silver because I feel like John Silver will be the last one to turn, right? Because he's the most lovable of the group, right? So let's Tim. say. It's 10 and Alex Reynolds because Alex Reynolds got pushed. Yeah. So he already has the like, because he didn't say like, oh man, it's cool right. in that backstage promo. He's yeah. kind of gave him it's a 10, side but, eye, right? Like, it's 10 because he's like, he's believable in any fight. Well, and he's, he's, like, he's their hey. horse. Well, and he's also like, hey, we fought before and, you know, you've never actually had my back. I've always had yours, right? That could be his whole angle. So you turn Dark Order heel, right? And eventually Hangman overcomes the heel Dark Order. You have them disband, but. AW's not going away in six months. So two years They from can now, be reformed. They can come back for one night they, they only. They can be on reformed Halloween. in seven years when negative one reforms it. Exactly. He's gonna but, be a wrestler there in AEW if they're still around when he turns. Oh, for sure. 18, yeah. But you could always you could always have them come back on a Halloween night, or you could have them come back on a special, you know, anniversary show of the start of AEW. You yeah. know, so it's not like you could never do dark. But they Horse. did circle back to that again for a reason, right? That wasn't a mistake. Where now Hangman's also like kind of like, oh yeah, guys love to hang out, but you know, this other party you guys aren't invited to is happening over here, and you know gotta go right and they they got away from that but they went back to it and that's not happenstance right they did that purposely so yeah i think you might be right now what if we're wrong it is red dragon and adam cole versus hangman and jurassic express but dark order cost cost hangman the match like you fucking pick the dinosaur fuck that guy he's six hundred fifty thousand years old yeah you know (laughs) so john silver would be like you pick them like like Jungle Boy's only like five seven. They'll be like, "You're shorter than he is." He'll be like, "Shut up! I've got bigger arms." <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
I think that's going to be interesting. Next week's St. Patrick's Day Smash or whatever the fuck it's called, I'm into already. You got the six-man tag with some intrigue. You got the steel cage match, Thunder Rosa, Britt Baker for the Women's Championship, which, by the way, new AEW Women's Championship belt. Yeah, it looks good. Looks great. Yeah, it looks, looks way great. better. Finally way looks better. like a good title, yeah. Because mm-hmm. the other one was just too small. It looked like an old NWA belt. Yeah. Uh, definitely love how it looks now. Look, um, even worse than that, like prior to like the NWA, like when they had those like, you know what I mean, like early time where it looked like they sewed on a doily onto a damn belt. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, a lot of really fun things to, to look forward to. By the way, the thing that we didn't even mention, just to keep your interest, like, hey, uh, I'm not dead, motherfuckers. Uh, in the pre-show, we had Kenny Omega's music hit, mm-hmm. and Don Callis comes Don out. Don Callis, God, he's so good. But I so miss that's me some Don just, Callis. So that's just a hey, in case you guys fucking forgot who the real man is around here. Kenny Omega's coming back sooner rather than later. Where is Don he? Don Callis coming? is another one where I'm like, hey, even if we got rid of the Don Callis Kenny Omega connection, like we need Don Callis as a manager. Like he's mm-hmm. so. Can you imagine Don Callis and Dan Lambert going at it? Oh my or Don God. Callis and CM Punk. Or, uh, oh, yeah. It's going to be great. MJF. Uh, Don Callis. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Don Callis fits with anyone. Um, but I like that Kenny Omega, his presence, even though he wasn't there, it was still like, hey, I'm still here. I'm coming back, and I'm coming back Clean all with this a vengeance. Shit up. So I think that has something to do with the six-man tag. I think Kenny Omega, maybe not next week, but... We'll come back and be like, so Adam Cole keeps losing. What the fuck's up with that? This is the Bullet Club. We don't lose. Leave for a few months and you let Adam Cole in the place? <laughs> or yeah. like you let him lead and yeah. he isn't. I told you that yeah, the Young Bucks were going to be He was going to bring leaders. his fucking friends with him. And, mm-hmm. and they yep. weren't Bullet Club. Fuck right. those guys, you know? And then that's when you can get the mercenary come back, Jay White. Have Jay White, Kenny Omega on a dynamite. And then it eventually leads to whatever the pay-per-view is. Adam Cole, Kenny Omega. There you go. Not bad. Not bad. But that was Revolution, man. I thought this card was great. I I loved it. Oh, fantastic. I loved it all. I loved it all. Here's a quick question for you, though. Maybe you don't know, but I felt like when we announced that uh, AEW was doing pay-per-views, it was always going to be on a Saturday unless there was a holiday on a Monday. Motherfucker, there was no holiday this Monday. Like, why did we do this pay-per-view yeah, on a Sunday this, night? Yeah, I don't know what that was about. Maybe they just maybe they weren't getting the numbers they wanted. Well, now, the Saturday night did have a UFC fight. It was mm. Jorge Masvidal and Colby so maybe Covington. That maybe that was it, but still, it's like... I yeah, maybe they were using Saturday. the same provider, and that person was like, we don't want to compete against ourselves. Yeah, but it's just like, I want I want, to, I want you guys on Saturday. Saturday's where yeah, you Yeah, I like the be. Saturday better. Love it. Love it on Saturday. Well, especially since but, if it's going to go to 11... Right. Central time, the one true time zone. Yeah, I'm old. I want to go to bed at a good time. Yeah, so. Tom's what old. Fuck? Jesus, tell you what. <laughs> so, I know we bounced around the dynamite. Was there anything we didn't touch on that we needed to hit with dynamite before we get out of here and let these folks have their time yeah, back? Yeah, let's right? take a look. Uh, let's see here. We got some good things going on. Uh, not really. I think the only thing... Yeah, I mean, I think uh, we John... kind of touched on the major storyline. Oh, we do have one tweet the table about it, and let's. Okay. It's, it's Devil Vamp again. It's the last one we got, and he says, "Tony Khan to the AEW roster." Quote: Today is the final day for all factions. We start fresh. Hashtag tweet the table. And yeah, I mean that does feel like he was like reset. 
Yeah, it, it felt like, and I don't know what they view as their WrestleMania, but it felt like we did WrestleMania, air quotes, on Sunday night, and then this was the dynamite after WrestleMania, and it was, we're breaking up the inner circle, we're fucking having Sammy Guevara drop the title, Wardlow's leaving MJF, we're fucking just going crazy. Oh, that FTR, was the other thing. fired Tony That's Blanchard. That's the thing him. I was telling you about. So the other thing that was, I, I, I lost my train of thought there for a second. We rushed the Matt Hardy thing, but we also rushed the FTR. Yeah. They hadn't had any I, sort of discrepancies between each other. And then the moment he's talking about family and he's like, fuck your family. And he's like, the other guy's like, hey, fuck his family. Fuck you. Fired. Which would make sense. Sure. I mean, it would make sense if I was like, hey, Tim, I don't fucking like your kids. kids and you'd be like, all right, fucking the show. Like, we're yeah. done with the show. Right, that yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, um, right. However... I think where we're going, because we just purchased Ring of Honor, and I'm talking as if I'm an AEW, uh, you know, stakeholder. Mm. Yeah. But you know where we're going now. Mm. FTR versus the Briscoes. Because Ring of Honor's last show had FTR call out the Briscoes. Yeah, but why would would Tully need to be away from that? That's weird. Is Tully maybe taking some time off, maybe? Not going to be around? Or he just says, like, that's how we introduce them, right? Like, hey, you guys, maybe they're doing an FTR babyface turn, right? Where it's like, FTR cares about family, I care about championships. And you else cares about championships? These dirty motherfuckers. <laughs> Got them walking around, you it's know, fucking chicken swamp. farmers from fucking <laughs> <laughs> Hey, boy, I you what? I got my kissing cousin Briscoe's wife over great, here. Briscoe's great, man. Oh, I tell you fantastic. what, I mark the fuck out when I, when I get a good Briscoe's appearance. Oh, oh, and they are, again... You know how many folks, if we walked around some of the lower-numbered streets in in the KC Mo area, or maybe let's roll around Independence. Maybe Independence mm-hmm. is a good. We're mm-hmm. gonna see some oh. Briscoe brothers. I went to Belton. school with some Briscoes. Let's let's yeah. talk, let's 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 take a trip to Belton, Missouri. Trust and me, it's just I, so believable. It's so tr- believable. I played on plenty of football teams for the oh. first two weeks before they quit with a thousand Briscoe brothers in high mm. school. You know yeah, I mean? It's like a then, Dudley level amount of briscoes. <laughs> yeah. But then, you know, things got too hard and they had other interests uh, that didn't deal with football. So then they were gone. Um, but yeah, always. I, yeah, I've seen kind of folks that played football just because it was legalized to hit people. Yeah. But then didn't want to stay committed because they got to fucking smoke weed. Like, I don't really like this practice, practice thing. I just want to yeah, show up and hit motherfuckers. Shit. Exactly. <laughs> um, so I think that's what I think that's what Tully's going to do is say I found a team who do does care about championships and I think they're going to come in as the heels and we may do an FTR babyface yeah. turn. You guys talk about family. You guys talk about well, I'll show you what real family looks like. You guys consider yourself brothers. You don't know what real family is, which could brothers. lead to a which could lead to a little bit more dissension because as Wardlow says, he's out of the pinnacle. MJF can be like, hey, FTR, you got to care about number one, and then they can keep playing the, like, we care about our, our daughters and yeah, sons listen, or whatever. Pinnacle, yeah. we haven't even heard you mention us for fucking four months, dude. Piss off. Did, yeah, and didn't you, like, uh, sell us off to yeah. Andrade? You don't yeah. give a shit about us. All you cared about was Wardlow, and look, he, you know, like, we wouldn't have done you dirty at the thing, but you never asked us, so fuck right. you. Yeah. Exactly. And so then, there you go. So, yeah, I think it's going to be a baby face. Right off in their truck. The oh, American flag. But they're not that way, I don't think. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I think they might be. I don't be. think so. I don't no. Know. They know too many people who aren't that I don't think they yeah. are. Maybe. Like yeah, they're good know. friends yeah, with 
with Renee Young and CM Punk. Oh, okay. and, yeah, I don't know. You know. Yeah, maybe maybe they're not. They're from that area, right? <laughs> Where the ratio. But so are we. Hey, but so are we. So, oh, Jesus. Yeah. So are we. You know so are we. So. <laughs> yeah, so are we. Hey, man, this was great. I, I love this week of wrestling. Uh, you know, oh. the Revolution, the Dynamite, we're, we're home runs, A-plus shows. Loved it with, with few things to complain about, just like this show, just like the Spanish announce table. I will say, though, before we wrap up, fuck that crowd, wherever they were at Dynamite. That crowd was weird as shit. <clears throat> they, yeah, the they Revolution crowd awkward. was great. That revolution was, was off the charts. Yeah, it was they were so weird and quiet yeah. and then cheering for weird things. Yeah. Anyhow, that was just last but, tangent. But you heard everything we want to talk about. It. You also heard from some of the Table Nation with the hashtag Tweet the Table. We encourage you to do the same thing or shoot us an email, tableshow at gmail.com. Check out our website, SpanishAnnounceTable.net. And um, gosh, we're going to get out here and go fight some forklift drivers. <laughs> The Spanish Announce Table.